Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. When, in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and the equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed and that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Hey everyone, how's everything going? What is cooking? Well, guess where that's from? Yes, that is right, sirs and madams out there. It is from the Declaration of Independence. Those are some beautiful words. Anyway, how's your July 4th going? It is currently 1.28 a.m. in the morning. It's a little early right for me to be talking to you. Usually I talk at 2 a.m. You're probably wondering what the hell am I doing right here. I should be out partying because tomorrow's the day off, right? But no, I've been here at my house. Uh, the remodeling is just getting done. Actually, it's done on the inside. We just poured the concrete on the outside of my property, and we got the left side to go. Uh, and I got a party on July 10th, um, and I need to get the house clean. I need to, <laughs> you, know, when, you know, when you remodel your house, you move everything into one room, and then you, you move everything into the next room. And uh, that's what I was doing. I was kind of playing... You know, remodeling Jenga, if you, kind of, if, you, if you can kind of imagine what that is, stacking things on top of each other. And now, Jenga is done, right? <laughs> and uh, I have to take all the pieces out carefully without everything falling down and collapsing on everything. And then I have to move them back into the rooms that are finished remodeling. And I'm happy to say to you, the entire inside of the house is completely done with remodeling. All my floors are epoxied. I got a great like oceans um, theme going. The windows, the bay windows are great. The pantry that we have there in here, it looks really beautiful. Um, and uh, everything is just, it, it's, it's what I really envisioned. It's nice. I wouldn't say it's perfect, but it's great. It's great. And I'm really, really happy with it. I can't wait to like finish moving in, but Oh, it just takes so long to do the, all these things. It's crazy. So that's what I've been doing all this weekend. And I may actually be doing that on July 4th. Who knows? 
Um, I feel like watching that new Despicable Me movie. Is it the new Minion movie? I'm sorry, I think it's the new Minion movie. I love the Minions. You know, I just love it. I love it. I love it. Anyway, that's my July 4th right now. I'm not really planning to barbecue anything. Just cleaning up. July 10th, I'm barbecuing a brisket. And I'm also barbecuing some ribs. By the way, I just popped on some ribs maybe about a week ago. They were the best ribs I ever made. And uh, I tell you one thing. Um, you know, I think I've been barbecuing for about three or four years right now. And I've been getting, I've been getting better every single time. Uh, my skill, I don't want to really brag here, but I'm going to brag. I'm going to toot my own horn. I think my skill level is exponentially increasing every single time I barbecue here. It's not just getting slightly better. It's getting really, really better. And... I made the most incredible, incredible ribs that I've ever made last week. And uh, I think this is the selling point. And I could replicate this. And I used a lot of, like, you know, information, again, I found on the web, you know, tested, you know, the, the tried and true ways. And, and, and I kind of just stumbled upon my own recipe by accident and my own cooking technique. And it just come the ribs just come out perfect. They come out so juicy. You know, they fall off the bone, yet they still have a great bite to it. The smoke flavor with the kiave wood is just, uh, it's so good. And my rub that I just created, uh, it's a perfect blend of just saltiness and sweetness and as and it complements really the the smoke of the kiave which uh kiave kiave wood by the way for those of you who don't know it's our hawaii's version of mesquite wood and uh it doesn't when you smoke with it it doesn't smoke like regular mesquite because if you smoke with regular mesquite which i do not recommend uh your food will coming out tasting like like gas it really is it's great to grow with but it's horrible to smoke with but with kiave it comes out tasting sweet, and it's a very strong, strong sweet flavor, and it's a very strong smoke flavor. So it's almost like kind of like smoking like with a, like with post oak or or maybe hickory, where you can smoke you can smoke a brisket with it, and it just turns out just beautiful. And if you you don't have access to Kiave, uh, I you know I'm really sorry that you'll just have to come down to Hawaii, you know, to my barbecue uh, restaurant and uh, taste Kiave smoked brisket ribs, poo pork for yourself. You know, when you just come down to Hawaii, you know, I'm not gonna disclose the name of my company yet because it's so great. It's really, 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 really great. Huh. Anyway, on to like what I really want to talk about now. Just to let you know, I love my country. I really do. I am uh, I'm a proud American. I'm 100% Chinese. Uh, I don't think, you know, if I lived in China, I would be able to actually do anything I'm able to actually do here and here in um, Hawaii or America. Why don't you say America, not just Hawaii? I am so proud that even though I was born and raised in Hawaii, I am so glad I am not a separate state. I know a lot of locals here, maybe not a lot, but a, a small portion of locals here uh, wish for Hawaii to be uh, not uh, not part of the United States. But you know what? I just love America so much. The freedoms that we have, uh, I feel so safe here. Uh, being We have the United States, their military all over protecting us from another invasion. We, we did get invaded by Japan. And, you know, if I, I think that if the United States were not here, and Hawaii was just a state. Hawaii would have been con probably conquered by Japan. And right now, you know, I would probably be speaking Japanese or maybe not even here you know, in, in Hawaii or even existing. So I am very glad for to be an American citizen. And uh, the only thing that I wish uh, things 
I guess things were different, is that our stupid president would be out of power. I really wish Donald Trump would be in power. And for those of you who are anti-Trumpers, I'm really sorry about it, but I really wish the orange man was back in power because I loved my low gas prices. I loved the strong economy. I loved cheap food. And I loved having my stocks soar through the roof. Didn't you love those times? You know, I'm going to like be quite honest with you here. Uh, I went to a family uh, dinner the other day and, uh, you know, they don't listen to my podcast, so that's great. But my uncle was there, or my uncle there, he's a strong Biden supporter. And uh, (laughs) he just didn't want to hear anything. He didn't want to hear any of my politics whatsoever. And uh, the funny thing about it was that even though when I tried to defend Donald Trump, he just looked at me and... uh, he, he looked at me as though I didn't, had no idea what I was talking about. He really looked at me as though I was some type of conspiracy theorist. And I tried to explain to him, you know, <laughs> that all the problems we're having right now, you know, are, 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 are basically the result of Biden's inequities as a leader. And uh, he looked at me and said that, well, all of this right now that we're experiencing are of Donald Trump's fault. You know, Joe Biden is trying to fix everything that 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 Trump had done. And he said that it's because of Trump that billions of Americans have died in America. And <laughs> well, first of all, a real big problem with that fact check there is that we don't really have a billion Americans. Uh, we only have maybe 350 million Um a billion people, that would be like every single American dying twice, right? Or even more than dying twice, maybe dying, you know, almost three times. And then I think if we die three times, then we've come maybe close to a billion. So I'm not sure where he, where he gets his facts from. And then he started to tell me, to educate me that Donald Trump didn't really create the vaccines. Now, I'm not a big fan of the vaccines, but Donald Trump with Operation Warp Speed, that had nothing to do with the vaccines. The vaccines had, had everything to do with Joe Biden pushing $1 million of his own money to make sure the vaccines were created. Um, uh, that's 100% false. I have no idea where he came up with that. But that's the problem with a, with a Joe Biden supporter or a liberal supporter. They just come up with facts left and right, kind of like how AOC does, and they just push it down your throat. And when I tried to open my mouth and say, you know what, I want to, like, that's not right. And I wasn't trying to debate him. You know, I said, you know, we just have to be, we just have to be clear with the facts here. And then he, then he looked at me and said that, well, you know, everybody, you know, Donald Trump pushed a lot of fake information about the vaccine and, and especially where it came from. And I said, yeah, well, it came from China and money that was given, given to by the NIH by actually Dr. Fauci. And he looked at me and said, that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. And it, it came to realize, this came to me to, to realization here that, you know, more than half of America, the half that supports Biden, they are living with their heads in the sand. You know, the problems that we're going, that's happening right now with this country, um, they think that, you know, it's all Donald Trump's fault or it's Putin's fault or it's everyone else's fault. And it's frustrating for me. It really, really, really is. And it really doesn't help that Joe Biden, our President Biden, whatever you want to call him, our Commander-in-Chief, he's on Twitter lying <laughs> straight through his mouth with a straight face. And it's, it's very, very frustrating. 
I'm going to read to you some of his tweets here. Yesterday, he, I'm sorry, July 2nd, he tweeted, My message to companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. So what is he saying? He's saying again, gas companies, mom and pop gas stores. A lot of these gas stations are just owned by mom and pop people. They're not owned by corporations. They're franchises, right? And they buy their gas <laughs> from the gas companies. And how much profit do they actually make from gas? Very, very little. You know, they're, getting, they're losing money as much as we are. And where do they make all their money? In the food mart. That's why they have like a grocery store or like a, or like a mini 7-Eleven attached to their, their gas station because they don't make a lot of money from gas. Gas is only an excuse to get them into the food mart, to get you to buy that soda. They, more, they make more money selling you Diet Coke than they have you pumping up gas. That's the truth. And President Biden doesn't know that. He's an idiot. <laughs> Who's he going to blame now, right? First he blamed Trump, then he blamed Putin, then he blamed, who, and then he blamed uh, OPEC, and now he's blaming these small mom-and-pop gas stations. What are we supposed to do? And that's why I just wish, you know, we had Trump back in power because he just doesn't know. So what does, what does uh, um, President Biden do right now? Well, he continues on his point-the-finger campaign. So today he wrote, before I took office, 3,000 Americans were dying from COVID each day. 20 million Americans had lost their jobs. In fact, so many Americans lost their jobs that my predecessor became just the second president in history to leave office with fewer jobs in America than when he entered. Context, please. Context. Before COVID, America was doing great. And then all of a sudden, Democratic leaders decided to close down their states, right? What, what happened to the, you know, you close, close, everything, close everything, everything, everything down for two weeks, and then, you know, we're going to open it up. Well, those two weeks turned into two years. I know for a fact because I lived through it, and I almost went out of business. <laughs> and all of a sudden, because I'm back in business, Joe Biden credits himself by creating myself a new job and by me giving the limo drivers, the ministers, the, um, you know, the caterers and all, those, and all those other people some jobs because you know, weddings are booking back up again. Joe Biden is, create, is crediting with creating those jobs, jobs which he had lost, his Democratic Party had lost because they forced us to close down and then told us we were in it all together while they got paychecks. And in fact, here in Hawaii, they asked for raises. Well, they got paychecks, asked for raises, and while people like me went broke. You know, we literally went broke. <laughs> I had to open up credit cards, you know, get, get line of credits. I got $10,000 from the government and said, live on this for two years. Really? Really, 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 really? I just slipped through the cracks, didn't I? Anyway, he, he wrote this next. But here's the deal. America still has a choice to make, a choice between a government by the few and for the few, or a government for all of us, a democracy for all of us, an economy where all of us have a fair shot and a chance to earn our place. Yeah, okay, fine, I agree. But in what context, Joe? 
In what context? You know, all of us didn't have a fair shot. We really didn't. Those who worked in the tourist industry, all of us who didn't, why don't we just say this? All of us who didn't, you know, work work in like government or in big box stores or in like, or in the, the supermarket or companies that were not considered essential. Because for some reason, Walmart was allowed to open up and sell TVs and allowed to sell video games while GameStop was forced to close down because apparently it's, it's more dangerous to shop at a GameStop than to actually shop at a you know, video game in Walmart. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Little mom and pop uh, grocery stores were forced to close down, but it's safer to like shop in a super Walmart, right? Of course, super Walmart are the super donors to the Democratic Party and also Republican Party, by the way. He continues, my plan is not finished and it's why results aren't finished. Jobs are back, but prices are still too high. COVID is down, but gas prices are up. Our work is not done. Well, first of all, COVID is actually not down. COVID is kind of increasing. But COVID is not dangerous. That's what's happening. And COVID has never been that dangerous. It's only been dangerous to a few. It's only been dangerous to about 0.05% of the population. It hasn't been dangerous to everyone. So if a person had AIDS, right? If a person had cancer, went under chemotherapy, or if a person was obese, or actually it affected people who were mostly old. So those were the people who we had to care about, the, the elderly, but never the young and healthy. So, but right now, COVID, here in Hawaii, COVID is spreading left and right right now. You know, a lot of my friends have gotten COVID. I think the majority of my friends have gotten COVID. And, um, but it doesn't matter. We just, it, we did not, never once during the entire epidemic, the, the, the pandemic, did we actually fear of dying from this COVID? Because it just didn't affect us. We weren't in that, that, that category that would more than likely die from it. Joe Biden continues. Under my plan for the economy, we've made extraordinary progress. We've put America in a position to tackle the worldwide problem of inflation from a place of strength. <laughs> He doesn't know where inflation comes from. Inflation is not coming from a hot economy. How many of you out there believe that this economy is so strong that you have so much money, you have nowhere, to, you have no idea what to do with it? People don't have more money in their pocket right now. People are poor. You know, you make a dollar, it doesn't go very far right now. I just spent over $100 filling my truck with gas. That's not cool. Not cool at all. Flowers for my wedding company. It's, it's crazy. A lay, which used to cost about $15 before, now costs $35. That's more than twice the cost. Brisket at one time, under Trump, was $2.46 a pound. Now it's about $4 a pound. And that's pretty cheap considering it was $6.46 a pound before. So, we got, so beef prices are coming down, but they're, they're actually inching their way back up right now. But inflation, why, why is inflation happening? It's because the price of gas is super high. And Joe Biden has done everything in his power to villainize the oil companies. He, he said that right in his, when he ran for office, he wants to put the oil companies right out of business because he wants everyone to be, be running around in a EV vehicle. But not him. Not him. No way. Not, not Joe Biden. Not, not at all. He loves his classic gas guzzlers. In fact, he doesn't even own 
an electric car. But he wants you to own an electric car, and he's forcing you to own an electric car. Well, why don't we continue this thing? Why don't we continue his tweet, reading his tweet here? The problem with the economy is Republicans in Congress are doing everything they can do to stop my plans to bring down costs. So what is Joe Biden's plan to bring down costs? Well, I think he wants to spend more money. And eventually, that is how hyperinflation the really worst kind actually happens because if you put more money into the economy and the economy does become hot, then prices do go up at an exponential rate. But Joe Biden is a do-nothing guy. He has no idea how to operate the economy. He doesn't. He only spent two years, after he got out of law school, he spent two years working at a, at a I think, a small law firm over there in Delaware for two years. Then he ran for office and got elected. He's been part of permanent Washington since, in the, I think, his mid-30s or like late 30s. And that's where he's resided his entire life. Politicians are talentless people. Most of them have no idea what the hell they're doing. They know how to get elected because they have a nice smile, can tell a nice story, and they can tell you what to hear. But as far as having talent on how to run a company, absolutely not. You know, I've always asked myself this. What type of person does it take to actually run for office? I mean, I'm serious about that. I'm really serious about that. There's a, there's a, a, a representative here in Hawaii and he was the Speaker of the House or something, the Speaker of the Senate. I'm not sure which what it was. But um, I knew um, his son and uh, his father. And I, I met his father a couple of times. And his father told me is that before he became, you know, became one into politics, he was a waiter. And then after he got elected, he kept getting elected over and over and over again. And that's it. That's been his job for the last like 40-something years. 40-something years. His job before that was a waiter. So when I talked to him about like certain things about the economy and how certain things certain work, all he has, now this guy's a lot older than me, all he has are talking points. Talking points about why Republicans are bad, this guy's a Democrat, and why, you know, raising taxes are not, you know, and making the rich pay their fair share will always help the economy. Now, I tried to explain to him how things actually work, and he didn't want to listen. Now, because I'm much younger than him, right? I'm, I'm 45. But he just doesn't know. I told him, if you unregulate certain things, the prices come down. You want to have prices come down, you create a healthy market. Because when you have a healthy market and companies, companies are healthy and the cost of doing business comes down, the price of goods come down because that's how you actually compete. When you increase a price war, when you introduce a price war to a healthy market, prices come down exponentially it just keeps starts falling 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 and and companies start actually selling goods below the market price because they're saying wait a minute now we have to dump goods and we're now we're going to actually put these goods on sale because we just want people to come into our store buy that and then buy something else that's how it works but he didn't want to listen to any of that now i ask myself what type of person runs for office right and it it always came down to this one this this job attracted a, a lot of people who had a desire for power, but didn't have the talent to possess that power. See, in the private sector, we get power by having a lot of talent. Like here for, for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii, I know actually how to do 
photography, videography. Um, I know how to write the vows for like, you know, a wedding. I know how to coordinate a wedding. I know how to do a lot of things. I know how to even, you know, even cater a wedding too. Uh, I know how to do a lot, a lot of different things. And that's why I'm really good at doing my job. Now, would I ever hire out President Biden or a politician to run, to run my company? Absolutely not because they don't have the talent. Absolutely not. Would I, would I ever tell myself, do I have the knowledge to actually run for office and become president of the United States? No, because I don't really know the first thing about it is how to run a country. Yeah, I just don't have that type of experience. Now, if I ran a, a, 500, a Fortune 500 company or even a, a small business with hundreds, of, of, uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of, of employees and I knew how to, I knew exactly, and my company, you know, did dealings with, you know, world leaders and, and, and politicians everywhere, left and right, like how Donald Trump does with, with the, the Trump organization. Then I think I would know how to actually run a country because my business did business with the entire world. And that's why Donald Trump was so good of a president. He knew how to talk to corporations. He knew how to deal with corporations. He knew what a good deal and a bad deal was. Joe Biden, all of his predecessors, Kamala Harris, all they know how to do is how to get reelected. They know how to do that really well, and they know how to tell lies, but they don't know how to run a country. They don't know how to create laws or to deregulate you know, certain things so businesses can thrive. They have no idea how to, you know, what the stock market wants because they don't make a lot of their money from the stock market. They make their money from special interests. They make their money through backroom deals and nonprofit or NGOs that when they cut a deal with another, another business here and they get the grant, part of that money is funneled back toward them, especially when it comes to the Bidens. So when Biden goes out there and says, hey, you know what? <laughs> the rich are not paying their fair share. Well, there's a part of a truth to that. The Democrats or even anyone from permanent Washington who is like set up their way of, of making money, they're not paying their fair share. Nancy Pelosi, Kamala Harris, the Clintons, the Bidens. And in fact, even some Republicans out there who've been there all the time, who have no skill whatsoever, who never ran a business or a lemonade stand for their entire life, right? A lot of them, anyone part of, part of permanent Washington, they're getting money through back channels and they're not paying their fair share. They want that money off the books. So what they have are all these little like, you know, NGOs or, like, or little nonprofits, which they control, because what's more important than making money is actually controlling money. So nonprofits, say, for example, um, you know, the Clinton Foundation, right, has millions and millions of dollars. So what does the Clinton Foundation do? Oh, well, they provide grants to certain people. And then on top of that, they pay for the Clinton's lifestyle. It's a really, really great thing. What a great job. And the Bidens, they have the same thing. And how does Biden funnel all of his money? Through his son. <laughs> so there are, when they say a lot of the rich aren't paying their fair share, you know, or not all of us are getting a fair shot, it's because in their experience to get ahead, to get wealthy, they don't play fair. They know that. And they think that, you know what, since we're not playing fair, <laughs> Donald Trump must not be playing fair either. So we're going to go investigate Donald Trump. And they've been, they've been investigating him. They've been investigating Donald Trump ever since he ran for office, right? And they haven't found a thing. And they have this phony trial going on, this phony hearing, January 6th hearing going on, and they're not finding anything. And what do they have to do? 
they have to get they have to get a woman who says that she heard it from a person who heard it from another person that Donald Trump did this. And then CNN comes out and says, whoa, wait a minute, we got someone to verify that because that person heard it from another person who heard it from another agent said it's all true. <laughs> what about firsthand accounts? Oh, none of that happened. No firsthand accounts. Why don't we call the people involved with the, the, the I guess, the incident you're, that you're accusing Trump of being part of? Why don't we call them to the stand and ask them, well, what did, what did President Trump do? Oh, wait a minute, Liz Cheney doesn't want them called because it's going to look as though they're lying, which they are. This is how the Democrats play. I hate to say it, this is how some Republicans play. This right here is permanent Washington. And this is the reason why a lot of Americans are not proud of ourselves right now. You know, a lot of, a lot of Republicans, you know, we're, we're patriotic. The, the Republicans are usually more patriotic than the Democrats, and, um, you know, we're not as, there was a Gallup poll that came out and said that the, the Republicans are not as patriotic right now. I think only about 58% of Republicans feel patriotic or feel very strongly in a positive way about America. Only about, I think about 27% of um, Democrats feel the same way. And it, it averaged out to around 38% total with the Democrats, of course, pulling it down. But... <laughs> The reason why we both, the Democrats and Republicans, have two different reasons why on the, you know, we don't feel proud to be an American. On the Democrat side, the woke side, you know, they don't like Americans because they feel that America is filled with white supremacists and uses the wrong pronouns and that we haven't really pushed ourselves to all drive around in Teslas or EV vehicles. That's why, you know, a, a lot of Democrats are angry right now. They're not pushing hard. They're saying Joe Biden's not pushing hard enough. That Trump isn't in jail, and then there's all these white supremacists, and the policemen are just going around shooting black people, and that's not something to be proud of. This is the truth. And also, we're not doing enough to battle climate change. We should be really just, you know, controlling the economy with carbon credits, you know, and, and, and a carbon exchange and all those different types of things. More people need, need solar. That's the Democrats. That's why they're not proud of America. On the Republican side, <laughs> we're not proud of America because... We're not operating like the nation we used to be. I'm not proud of America because we're getting bullied by Russia. We pulled out of Afghanistan like a like an idiot, right? With a weakly like a weakling dog with a tail between its legs, like cowardly dog. Why don't we say that? We left. I'm not proud of America because we left 81 billion dollars worth of military equipment to the Taliban. Really not proud of that. I'm not proud of America because. You know, half of America are demonizing, demonizing the police. And they're demonizing white people. It's racist. Half of America, the Democrats, think white people are born racist, which is in fact racist. <laughs> I'm not proud of that. That's horrible. And I'm not proud of American corporations trying to put, push woke crap on top of us. Now, I know this flies into the face of a lot of Republicans out there saying, hey, you must be patriotic no matter what. I'm hopeful. I am a patriot. But boy, I am not proud of where America's heading right now. I hate it that you can't send your kids into public schools without, you know, in your back of your mind, risk, you know, risking your child getting re-educated into thinking, well, what is a boy? What is a woman? What is a girl? You mean a boy, can, a, you know, a little girl a little girl and boy are same thing. It's, and it's all a matter of feelings, right? I'm scared of like, 
you know, you know, uh, recommending movies to like, you know, uh, like like other children. Say, hey, you should go watch a Buzz Lightyear when that movie pushes a gay agenda. That's not cool. That's really not cool. And now we we have. To, I, I love this movie called uh, Hero Six, and now Baymax or something like that. Right? There's a scene of him shopping shopping for tampons. What? That's a kids movie, and that's Disney. What is Disney doing? That's not something to be proud of. And I don't like it for a fact that. I really don't like it for a fact that Pride Month came, and they're pushing the LGBTQIA people, whatever you want to call them, LGBTQIA plus, and they're telling them to be proud, pride, prideful. You know, pride is a sin. Pride is a sin. It really is. We should never be too prideful. Even if you're correct, we should never be too prideful. We all should humble ourselves. And what happens if you become too prideful? You start wearing your pride on your sleeves. And that's what's happening, unfortunately, to the alphabet community, the alphabet LGBTQIA+. They're wearing, they're wearing their gender on their, on their sleeves, and that has become what they identify as. And that has become the reason why they get so mad. And they're getting mad over things that they shouldn't be getting mad at. And they're, and they're denying the, the, the true science out there that if you transition... It's not exactly a healthy thing to do. And in fact, if you talk about it, it's kind of transphobic. But there's a lot of people right now, a lot of kids out there who transition when they're very young. They're coming out right now. And it's sad because you hear these kids, right? They're still kids. They're still in their mid-20s. And they're, um, they're going through a lot of problems. It's, it's not right for a young, for a young uh, transgender female. She's trying, they're, they're transgender in the mid-20s. They're having problems urinating um, because uh, they got the lower transition and things aren't operating cor- correctly that down there. And the, and the doctors who perform the surgery, they want nothing to do with them because it's bad business. And, and, they want, and they're not, the, the media, they're not giving them the time of day because they don't want to be labeled transphobic. So a lot of these, a lot of these uh, detransitioners, they're very... Uh, they're very depressed because they thought that by chopping off their schmeckle or their, their lower pickle, why don't we just call their lower plumbing, changing their lower plumbing, that all of their all of their troubles will suddenly disappear. And it's not. A lot of them, unfortunately, they can never have sex again because uh, their genitals down there, which are supposedly female, which they're not, it's closing up because uh, that's what happens when you put a hole down there where it's not supposed to. Your body repairs itself. It's an injury. Your body's looking at it as an injury. And a lot of them have, have undergone multiple surgeries to try to reopen that hole, the, you know, because, you know, vaginas have holes, right? Well, it's not happening. It's unfortunately, it's not happening. And a lot of them are just depressed about it. Really, really, really depressed. <laughs> I feel so sorry for them. I've been watching their videos on YouTube and uh, it's sad. It's really, really, really sad. And uh, I'm not sure if I said this. There are some men out there who transitioned into, in, into a woman and they took the estrogen. And now they have osteoporosis. And now some of them are getting cancer. Because that's what happens when you put estrogen into a male. They're more likely to get cancer. You know, 
and they were given prednisone by their doctor, but the prednisone also gave them other side effects. Prednisone supposedly helps uh, inflammation of you know of cancer cells and stops you from getting cancer, but that hasn't helped. It's really really sad, you know, and if you talk about this, you're transphobic, and and all of a sudden. You know, you have Joe Biden and his staff. If you bring this up to him, all of a sudden they'll label you transphobic and then they'll try to cancel you. This is America that we live in. And is it something, it's not proud. It's not a proud place to be because, you know, it, America is not great anymore. It's really not great anymore. And if any of you think that, if any of you out there are Biden supporters and you think that America is so great right now, it's not. It's really not. We are not the strongest nation out there. Our dollar is weakening. Russia has more control over what we do. Ukraine, the president of Ukraine, has control over our U.S. tax dollars more than you or I. And he's not even allowed to vote in our elections. How do you like that? So he's out there saying, we need more money. We need more money. So what does Joe Biden do? He writes him a check. Well, where's our checks? You know, we're... I want a big check because, you know, Joe Biden, Fauci, and all of his cohorts, they closed down my company. But what do we say? His party closed down my company. It wasn't him exactly. His party closed down my company and closed down the other, all the other companies. Why, don't, why is it that we only can get loans and we have to pay it back? <laughs> While Ukraine, who's not a democracy at all, and a lot of that money is going to, <laughs> believe it or not, Nazis, they're getting the money. And it's it's like a, and it's not a loan. It's money. They're just getting flat out money, and they're getting weapons. They're getting weapons. They're getting bullets. They're getting everything. And then at the same time, Joe Biden wants to take away our weapons. It's July Fourth, people. I love this country. I really do. You know, I see hope. I'm so hopeful for where it can be, but right now. You know, I can't join the people who are proud of this country. I am patriotic, though. It's so great. Love our independence. 1776, not 1619. <sighs> but Joe Biden has made our country a joke. It really has. All right, people. I'm out of here. I'm, uh, it's about 2 o'clock a.m. I'm going to watch myself some Netflix there, and then I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to wake up. Start cleaning the house, and then I think I'll watch some fireworks. Thank you so much for listening. Happy 4th of July, everyone. I'm out of here. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQTO Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ 2 Movies. Catch you around.